Hello, hello, welcome. It's the last episode of the George St. Pierre Resume Review, episode five. <laughs> it's been tough, it's been tough. A lot of five round fights, but we're here. Last three fights, and I get rewarded with a three rounder, a finish at the end. So I'm excited. It's going to be good. So uh, if you're not familiar with the format of resume review, basically I'm taking a look at some of the you know, most important wins of a fighter's career and evaluating them based on the uh, all-time great wins rating quality win system. If you're not familiar with that, uh, the MMA podcast covered that. And I believe that was episode... 38. That was episode 38. I had to pause and go check because I wasn't prepared to to give that answer. Anyway, so go listen to the MMA podcast episode 38 uh, to get a full explanation of how I do that. We determine those wins, but you're going to find out for yourself on this episode uh, how we rate the last three wins of George St. Pierre's career. And obviously the highlight of this episode is going to be the final welterweight fight versus Johnny Hendricks, uh, arguably the best fighter he beat in his career, but also a fight that could be argued that he lost. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to evaluate Hendricks. We're going to evaluate Nick Diaz and we're going to evaluate Michael Bisping. So it's going to be, going to be a big one. Uh, Some of the best ones of his career all at the final stretch. And we're going to start with that Nick Diaz fight. Uh, If you're listening along, this is going to be one of the first ones that I put out for free on podcast apps. Uh, obviously if you have fight pass, you could watch these fights along with me and I'll tell you when the rounds are starting. Otherwise I recommend subscribing to the fight site on Patreon so you can watch along with me with, with my video. And sometimes I pause and go back and that's going to be a little messy if you're not watching my video. So I recommend just getting, you know, subscribing to the fight site on Patreon. And we're also trying to fundraise up to a new article series. So at 200 patrons, we're going to start our new article series about this hot five greatest fights of all time in the UFC, and uh, it's going to be good. So we're keeping those under our hat until then, so help contribute to us uh, hitting that goal. All right, so let's talk about Nick Diaz. Obviously, this is a fight that people talked about for a long time because he was you know, one of the greatest you know, welterweights to not fight in the UFC you know, after his initial stint, and obviously the big you know, peak of his career was that strike force run, right? Uh, looking at it now, maybe less impressive than it would have been at the time. Like Frank Shamrock in 2009 isn't much of a win. Uh, Scott Smith has always been kind of a journeyman. Uh, Zaromskis is someone that I think had to have, you know, some attention early, but a lot of people kind of figured out where he was at afterward. Sakurai in 2010, that's, that's a very late uh, win against Sakurai. KJ Noons was was considered a good win because uh, he could actually box a bit. And uh, I don't know. I, I don't think that's really a high-level win. Uh, Cyborg Santos in 2011, same kind of deal. And uh, Paul Daly in that one-rounder, which was an amazing fight. And if you're just a striker and you're fa- fighting Paul Daly, I think that's a very impressive win. But of course, there's more to it than that. But that fight was amazing. And uh, so, yeah, I don't think he was facing top flight competition in strike force necessarily. And even when he debuted in the UFC, he fought a 2011 welterweight version of BJ Penn, which if you've watched previous episodes of Resume Review, 
I have some issues with BJ Penn as a fighter uh, where people are evaluating him, especially at welterweight, uh, almost entirely at welterweight. Actually, that's where most of my issues are. And uh, I, I don't make much of that win. BJ was more or less a punching bag on that one. And uh, yeah, then his title, <laughs> title de- debut in the UFC was that Carlos Condit fight where he infamously had a really hard time pressuring Condit. Condit kicked him up from the outside. And, you know, there were some moments where Diaz had success and people said Diaz won two five uh, to say he won the fight. I'm not going to watch it again to figure that out. Maybe he did. Maybe he didn't. Point is, it was, it was a very rough fight for both of them. And uh, he, he ended up getting the title shot against George St. Pierre when, when GSP came back. Uh, I don't know if it was for lack of contenders or what. I don't entirely remember the historical context. Be better for Kyle, but he got a shot. Uh, GSP, on the other hand, was coming off of that Condit win, which was one of the most contentious fights of his career, mostly because Condit dropped him with a head kick at one point. But, excuse me, uh, it was a cool fight that was on the last episode, along with the Shields fight. I think I was just two in that one. Uh, but yeah, we're going to jump right into this Diaz fight and uh, we're going ride it, to ride it to the end, the end of GSP's career because I don't like he's coming back to fight again. All right, let's pull up this fight here. You can see it. All right, people who are watching along, I'll tell you where the clock is once it comes up. And we are at, the clock says zero right now. That's not right. Well, I'll tell you where the clock is when it, when it comes up. Oh, big, all right, I gotta start over. <laughs> let's, let's find a different marker. All right. Their hands just touched. I haven't paused. I'm going to start now. So they're in closed stance. GSP is punting in the lead leg of, of Diaz. GSP jabbing with them to counter the pressure, kicking that lead leg and intercepting reactive double, kind of a knee tap finish on that. Capitalize on Diaz momentum, classic GSP stuff. So Diaz intention here is to pressure hard and get him in boxing exchanges, make him uncomfortable, which if you watch like the Jake Shields fight, that's a good idea. Put GSP on the back foot. Uh, where he's not as good. But, you know, if he feels comfortable wrestling with you, then that is, that's tough. So Diaz working here from guard, you know, trying to control GSP's posture, uh, playing like a high open guard, got the knee up by the shoulder. And I can't tell from this angle here what he's looking for, but trying to get wrist control, get that leg passed over the arm. Yeah, he wants to submit GSP from his guard, which, you know, if you're Nick Diaz, you think he can do that for sure. He is passing that leg over, but GSP stacking, turning him over, and now he's in the turtle. So GSP's got a grip on the hip, and when uh, Diaz tries to roll through, GSP can keep that, block the hip, and uh, roll with him and get right back to side control and then turtle again. So he's riding the hip here heavy. He's got cross wrist control on the right side, on the left side, rather. And he's controlling uh, Diaz, looking to control the wrist from the bottom there. And GSP is passing over to the other side. Diaz trying to roll through again. Trying to double, uh, and uh, GSP's hips way too strong for that. Good sprawl there. So right away, Diaz having a hard time getting back to his guard from this turtle position. He's trying to grab underneath and get wrist control from GSP so he can roll that through and trap GSP's post under his body. Uh, that could actually create a reversal situation as well, but GSP is just transferring his weight back over to the other side of the hips um, and, and Diaz can't get a, like a really strong wrist control either. So it's not the best strategy. And GSP is sagging his weight forward and Diaz tries to stand up. 
So just having that arm across the back, controlling the hip and then the wrists uh, has been great. Just really solid folk style tactics here to, to put a ride on Nick Diaz. Now he's putting the hooks in. Probably going to get a half guard here. Yep. Diaz turns in, gets half guard. GSP trying to posture up and get his ground and pound going. This is good. This is very good. This is a very interesting compared to the Jake Shields fight where GSP was very hesitant to wrestle with him and didn't want to stay on the ground with him at all until like the very end of the rounds where there wasn't a lot of time for him to work. This is one where GSP is very comfortable working on top, working his game. Uh, and he has to be because if he took the back foot and let Diaz try to pressure box him and just try to counter that without wrestling, I think he, he might lose that fight. So this is ideal. And Diaz just keeps trying to throw up his guard. And the, and the problem is you're playing open guard and you keep you know, coming out wide and opening up like that. Really easy to stack pass, really easy to just get height and, and push the legs over and get to these side control and turtle positions. Trapping the wrist, passing over to the other side again. Just rinse and repeat, really. This is a really weird example, but it kind of reminds me of Holly Gracie versus uh, Sakuraba, like way, way past Sakuraba's expiration date. But Sakuraba kept going for that uh, Kimura un underneath from Turtle. And all Holly Gracie had to do was pass to the other side of Turtle, and he couldn't get it anymore. He just kept hopping back and forth, just riding the hips. And he's definitely getting his shots in under the under the uh, armpits here against Diaz. And one-way traffic thus far. So if we're looking to evaluate Nick Diaz, what we have here is one-way traffic, more or less. But okay, let's look at what was his game plan? The pressure box GSP. Good idea. What was missing to, to accomplish that? Uh, takedown defense is probably one thing. Uh, you know, defensive awareness as a wrestler. Uh, that definitely makes it difficult. And uh, oh, we have a little interesting situation here where, like I talked about before, trapping that wrist underneath from Diaz and trying to roll through to trap that post. Uh, he, he took a GSP off balance a little bit there, but the cage saved him a bit and GSP just recovered and got height. Now he's riding parallel. We'll get back to the strategy stuff in between rounds. We have about 30 seconds left here. And there's Diaz going Kimura grip counter against the cage. GSP and rear standing, thought about doubling off. And went back to rear standing. And big lift and return on the head. And there's no post to protect your head if you're, if you're stuck to the Kimura grip, so that's, that's a nice way to do some damage. And he's ground and pounding a little bit. Diaz is bringing up his hand. GSP is pulling the hand away and getting back to, getting back to punching. And Diaz tried to attack him after the round ended because he's real mad about getting <laughs> rode out and top-gamed. So, yeah, I think the strategy is decent from Diaz. The, the aggregate skill set is decent from Diaz, but that's also what's lacking. Is that He doesn't really have a get-up game. He doesn't really have much in the way of defensive wrestling. And his guard is a little too uh, one-dimensional, I might say. He's looking for the same stuff. And he has no answer right now for GSP's passing system. Is there really an excuse for that? No, because <laughs> GSP has done the same passing system for like five years at this point. Um, so you have to know he's going to stack. So if you're opening up your guard, he's going to stack you. You need to have answers to stacking. We don't see him attacking the legs of the base of GSP at all. We just see him going for collar control and trying to pull him straight down. Uh, I don't think that's a very good idea, um, especially when you're completely physically outmatched. I'm curious. I, I was watching MMA you know, pretty regularly at this point. 
But I don't remember what arguments people were making for Diaz being able to beat him. <laughs> I think just uh, maybe generic, like, oh, he's so good off his back. Oh, he's so good on his feet. You know, where GSP won't be safe anywhere. And like, but that's not true. So now they're in open stance. I, I don't know who switched stances. Yeah, it was Diaz. Diaz switched stances. He's going back and forth. That's an interesting adjustment because the double will be a little harder to get from this open stance here, but the single will be easier. But that's a better uh, that's a better situation to try to counter and scramble off of if you're looking to get some grappling situations going. A lot of counter jabbing from GSP still just little little steps back, getting behind his shoulder, check hooking, jabbing. Diaz is coming straight in, and yep, he, he timed the timed the single leg entry there and doubled off. I'm at 4:15 around. I'm going to go back a little bit. Let's take a look at that finish on the on the shot again. So Diaz pressuring in from open stance. GSP shoots. Oops, I unfull screened. Uh, shoots that snatch single head inside, and I think Diaz's stance was just pretty square and and uh, narrow, so he was able to reach the other legs. It turned into a double pretty quick. And he just uh, pulled pulled the legs out from under him. Not really a footwork based finish. Uh, just picked him right up. So the physical mismatch here is pretty intense. Um, yeah, GSP ran his feet to the right a little bit, which is good because you know that's the opposite way he was finishing. But I I, I think he was going to pull him off his feet no matter what. There, yeah, Diaz has like no hips reactively as a wrestler. It just doesn't really seem to have any defensive reactions. He's got closed guard now on the ground. Let's see if he does any better here. He's uh, locking up around the back from bottom. A little bit better way to control posture and try and you know, sneak his guard up. But GSP just keeps slipping out. And now that they're past the first round, it's going to be a lot easier to do that. Just to be slippery and get out of uh, your controller like that. Going high guard again. GSP is making a little bit of space, elbowing down and coming back. So Diaz throws up the guard. Now the feet are basically in front of GSP. GSP can stack, put hip pressure on him, punch down on him, and just uh, collapse and squish those legs underneath his hips. Now he's got that leg stapled and passing to half guard. And GSP not really caring if he has half guard or not, just keeping height with his hips, keeping one leg up, one knee on the ground, throwing off the wrist control and, and getting height again and punching down. Diaz tries to invert, and uh, GSP passes to side control, and they're back in turtle now. Let's see if it's the exact same dynamic. Oh, big knee to the body from GSP. He's controlling the wrist on that side, too, so that's still open. He could do it again. So punching to the head to bring the guard up and then kneeing to the body is a very good idea <laughs> as a ground and pounder. This is, like I said before, this is one-way traffic, so it's going to be really difficult to assess Diaz. But Diaz looks woefully unprepared for this. The problem is Diaz is pretty much the same fighter in almost every fight. So it's not like this doesn't work against other people. <laughs> it's just that he's fighting GSP. Um, but you have, you have to see some sort of differences, right? Diaz trying to get back out of his base. And now GSP putting the hooks in, rolling through. I think he was in the truck there with one hook in. But now he's just going to belly down and get back to his guard. Doesn't want to end up in those situations where Diaz could potentially get any sort of dominant position. Oh, I'll pick elbow there. Yeah, that post elbow. Just, you know, get height, use the height to immediately elbow down and get back to your head and the chest inside bicep control. 
Diaz looks just to turn out. I think he's just trying to get up now. He just pushed off on the hips and just rolled down to his knees. GSP's got that hip covered. Diaz are trying to attack that hand, his that right arm, but I don't really see the point other than to roll through and try to trap it that way. He's just looking for the same thing every time. And it's not really getting him anywhere. GSP sags down to, to debase him from the quad pod. So Diaz on his hands and knee, uh, hands and feet now. And GSP just puts weight and he uh, hits his head. Covering in front headlock is GSP. See if he hits a go behind here. Diaz is reaching inside for a leg just to prevent him from spinning behind. GSP just does it anyway. Oh, no, he stopped him there. And he, as Diaz tries to get up, GSP gets the single and Diaz actually limp legs out. So Diaz back to his feet for the first time in this fight after being taken down. But his back is to the cage. So he's jabbing from open stance, kicking the inside leg, and turn off a rear straight. Definitely frustrated, doing the 52 blocks. <laughs> GSP tagging up that outside leg. Oh, Superman jab. I mean, Diaz's positioning is very predictable. He's not moving too much. Now he's not pressuring as hard, so he's just kind of there. So you can definitely find your target a lot easier for GSP. Oh, open side body kick from Diaz. Very slappy. Good idea. Rear hand Superman punch from GSP. Diaz is trying to counter with straights as he comes in. Trying to counter punch GSP now. And that's kind of a good idea, but then if you're GSP, you can faint your entry and then change levels and hit your double. But I don't think he's going to shoot with this left, this little time left in the round. So Diaz got a little bit of what he wanted there at the end, but it just wasn't really working out for him. And, you know, you can say, oh, well, he should move forward or he should move this way or that way. But at this point, he doesn't really know what kind of situations are going to be better for him defensively as a wrestler. So he says, I just need to stay put and keep the distance a little bit wider between us. Uh, unfortunately, the person who can cover distance on strikes better is GSP. Um, so Diaz kicking with him, I think, is a good idea. But again, easier to take down. This is the conundrum <laughs> with GSP in every fight. Um, there isn't really any easy way to do it unless you have the skill competencies in a lot of areas and the physical competencies in a lot of areas to, to match him in certain spaces. And obviously the kicker is it can't be easy to take you down <laughs> and it's easy to take Diaz down. Yeah. Yeah. Hit that little, uh, sunk the hip to the, to the left there on that double leg finish. Look at the replay here is that big knee. So evaluating Diaz aggregate skill set. You say, oh, he, he's at least, you know, somewhere where Shields is, but Shields had a better performance against GSP, especially thus far. But a lot of that was GSP's decision-making. I think he could have done the exact same thing to Shields. Um, maybe even done it better. <laughs> so I'm not sure. So they're open stance again. GSP's jabbing, getting off whatever he wants. I'm at 437 in round three. A little push kick from GSP. Now they got that open stance hand fight going. That's a good idea from Diaz. Oh, check hook from GSP on uh, Diaz's entry there. Yeah, GSP getting comfortable counter punching him and uh, just you know keeping the distance. And oh yeah, showed the jab, went down to the double, and how uh, Diaz throws it off with underhooks. So Diaz actually stops the takedown. And GSP shoots through the underhook on that one. He he committed a little too hard to his entry. He got a little bit of momentum. He's like, I stuffed one, 
now it's time to come on strong. And that's what allowed him to get a better entry on the second one and, uh, and run through that underhook. And we have that same guard play dynamic. Now Diaz knows that he's not going to get him from guard, so he just needs to try to get up. So he gives up Turtle, gets back to the quad pod. GSP hits that sag, return, same as before. Now Diaz crawling up to the cage. GSP getting some shots in there, looking to peel the hands. This is good stuff from Diaz. This is good stuff. And GSP disengages because he doesn't like the Kimura counter. And he feels comfortable striking with him at this point, so. GSP getting off his kicking game from the outside. Jabbing through the high guard. Now he's shooting to the body. That's nice. Just jabbing up his high guard, hooking around it. Like it's the single. Let's go of it. Let's go of it. Wow. This fight's different than I remembered it. <laughs> it's a counter jab there. Just jabbing away at Diaz as he tries to walk him down. Oh, nice. Diaz uh, threw up the lead hand, you know, drew out the, the counter jab, the parry, and uh, Diaz went really big to the body on, on, the, uh, on the lead side. That was a great, great connection, great idea. A lot of hand trapping now from, from Diaz into kicking, kicking outside, kicking inside. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to rate him better than Shields. <laughs> so whatever I rated Shields, I'm going higher for Diaz. He definitely made an adjustment. The open stance kicking is good. The parrying into, set, into his setups has been really good. Like getting a hand fight dynamic going and, and punching around it. He's gotten a lot smarter with his, uh, with his striking. Now he's just kind of kicking for no reason. But it's <laughs> just spinning, they traded spinning kicks to go through wheel kicks for no reason. But yeah, Diaz is definitely in the kind of fight he wants now. Um, but GSP counted check hooking him and, and hits him with a big straight and runs a double into the cage, single rather. Diaz good with that, that open side defense, that underhook's been good for him. Yeah, a, a big bladed stance. I talked about it in previous uh, podcasts for this series that GSP is not nearly as comfortable in singles. Doesn't actually have great finishing mechanics, so that's kind of the move. Is he, you know, you want him to only have to shoot singles on you. You don't want him to, be able to blow through your your base. So big bladed stance from open stance uh, in an open stance matchup rather is really good for Diaz. Um, problem is he squares up a bit when he throws, um, so he has to stay long, use that lead hand a lot. They so can't commit much with his rear hand because that's what's opening up his hips. When he's in tight there, oh, he just landed a three punch combination. And GSP really uncomfortable on the back foot now. Diaz coming on, man. <laughs> and now GSP tying him up in the clinch a little bit when he comes in, but he's landing, just landing another one, two, another one, two. Wow. And he comes in too far and squares up past the two and gets double legged. But 40 seconds left in the round, Diaz did a lot of great work there. Um, I really like the adjustment that he made. First of all, to switch stances, and second of all, to you know know where his takedown defense is to to be underhooking on that side, keeping that lead hand low um, has been really good for him. Diaz looking to turtle out and get back up now on the ground. So if GSP can get better at breaking down that quad pod, Diaz won't get up as often. But this is an issue he had against Dan Hardy as well. He was passing the side control against Dan Hardy. Dan Hardy was going to the quad pod. And uh, GSP was trying to put the hooks in and take the back. And 
he kept falling off. He kept getting too high on that and falling off. And that was his issue. So that's the fight where Greg Jackson said, don't pass guard <laughs> because he just kept getting up. Uh, he kept getting space from that. It, it, it was too competitive in those situations where in guard, he could just post elbow him all day. Um, he wasn't having any trouble passing his guard, but you know, in a fight, are you going to teach them how to have better back control? Or are you just going to have them stay in a position where they can do better? You know, it, it's a weird trade-off. So in this fight, Diaz is exploiting things he's either seen in other fights or things he just thought of on the fly. Either way, it's a great adjustment. Uh, so yeah, my, my opinion is definitely going up. And Diaz, obviously a much more effective striker than Shields is on the feet. So him him being able to you know put the fight where he wants it and get off with his strikes and, and put pressure on any attack the body. Um, that's all good stuff. Kicking the body, kicking the legs, doing attritional work, making the fight difficult. And Diaz doesn't really care about the ground and pound. Like he's getting hit a lot, uh, but he doesn't really, it doesn't bother him that much. So uh, I like that for him too. I like that for him too. This is one of the, this is a good performance. I think people remember this as extremely one-sided, but you know, that, that was a good round for Diaz. I don't know if he give it to him, but it's definitely a good round. They're in that open stance again. GSP kicking that lead leg. Let's see what advice he got from his corner. Um, I'd like to see. Um, it's at 4.45 of round four. So they got the lead hand battle going. GSP uh, kind of slipping inside a bit on his jab. Had to get that lane open. It's taking him away from Diaz's jab. Yeah, that's good for him. Right off the hand fight. Hard step in and, and a little bit of a slip inside on his jab. Oh, yeah, he's landing that a lot. And it's a little bit outside of Diaz's range now, and Diaz is trying to lunge for him to get his going, but he's out of range, and uh, GSP almost found a cross counter there. Jab feint into the double, and Diaz stops the double. That's awesome. But GSP is still jabbing him up. <laughs> and a lead high kick to bring up the guard. And Diaz walking in is the best part about this, is because he's not coming in super fast. Uh, so GSP can just take little steps back and keep that same that same distance, and you know on his own terms step in to to hit that that jab high and low. Oh, nice slip, nice slip into the single. Wow, and Diaz limp legs out of it. Uh, we also saw uh, GSP have some nice lateral movement, pivoting out when uh, Diaz tried to pressure him with the cage there. GSP is weird because he's uh, really uncomfortable in extended punching exchanges, but he's got a lot of pretty stuff for a slayer. Got a lot of good answers. Oh, a nice counter jab in there. Yeah, that, that inside slip's been really good for him. He's having a hard time taking Diaz down with this kind of matchup. I think the open stance is really bothering him. Now he's got the single on the cage. And you've seen it hit the club finish before, but uh, he just looks uncomfortable. Um, I think he's this is a tiring fight for him. He doesn't want to have to exert too much on the single leg finish. <laughs> Diaz boxing him up from the collar tie, kneeing the open side, kneeing the inside. He is beating him up in the clinch. Oh my god, Diaz is <laughs> Diaz is landing a lot here in the in the clinch from the collar tie, boxing his body. Oh my god. Wow. I'm shocked. I don't remember this at all. <laughs> Now Diaz is kind of backing off. You wonder. You wonder if he's getting tired too. GSP booting the, the lead leg. I think Diaz is tired. His hands are way low. I think he's going to get start 
I think uh, GSP is going to be taking him down soon. Oh, yeah, he's completely out of a stance. That took a lot of energy. <laughs> yeah, GSP counter-jabbing again well. Stuffing that lead hand, parrying it and jabbing up. And there's the big double leg entry, and I knew it. Yeah, Diaz's base is not underneath him anymore. I think he kind of blew his wad in that clinch situation there. So the cardio of Diaz perhaps overplayed when it's not the kind of fight that he wants. You know what I mean? He can go all day when he's attacking you, uh, but when you keep giving him resistance um, and grounding him and making him get up and, and all this, I, I think he loses a lot of his a lot of his pop <laughs> and, and you know, to strengthen his legs. Um, you know, muscular endurance is, is different across domains. So just because you're a triathlete doesn't mean that you can last a long time having to you know, get off, off the ground a bunch of times or clinch with somebody for that matter. But uh, GSP took him down. Same deal happened. You know, turtle uh, into the quad pod and crawling back toward the cage. Same way he got up earlier. Looking for that Kimura counter and a oh, big lift from the rear standing into a pivot off to return. So GSP inside control now, and Diaz was still thinking Kimura counter, but his arms are pretty burnt out. There's no way he's getting that. I think he's going to get it in the first round either, but now that he's tired, there's no way he's getting it. GSP riding him again. Diaz back to the cage, and GSP keeps thinking to sink down to the double off rear standing. So we'll see if he does that. He could do a single leg lift here. Oh, Diaz pulls guard on the Kimura counter, but GSP retains height, and uh, Diaz can't pull him down. Into full guard, got a very loose half guard here. Diaz tries to straighten out the arm, try to swim to a, a single uh, a switch rather. Saw that from the condit fight. I think Diaz did a lot of tape study. Two two good reads on the wrestling from the Dan Hardy fight and the condit fight. That's interesting. Tries to grand beyond against the cage. Uh, does Diaz and uh, obviously gets stuffed. GSP let, lets go of him and lets him you know, fall under his hips. The round's about to end here. Yeah. I'm, I'm impressed with Diaz's strategy. I'm impressed with his execution at times, but I don't think he... Uh, <laughs> don't think it's going to go his way. You know, over a five-round fight, it's, uh, it's going to be very tough to, to beat GSP if, if you're fading. Um, GSP obviously having a tough fight as well, but I think he is much more suited to continue to be the one offensively grappling and, and uh, playing a bit off the back foot. In a way, this is like a huge retribution for the Shields fight where he had the guy who's like, in quotes, dangerous off his back, pressuring him and, and throwing out a lot of lead hand and, and kicking a lot. And it, it gave him a lot of trouble. And here you have him not afraid to wrestle, top games on point. Uh, of course, Similar issues about his writing, but definitely answers some of the questions about like, can GSP recognize that he should be wrestling in this matchup? Yes, he can. Yeah, it'd be interesting if uh, if GSP was a little more nasty in the pocket. What that would be like when he knocked Diaz out just because of how easily he's finding his counters. But Diaz obviously has a great chin, and I uh, don't think he's been knocked out yet. Diaz kicking that open open side, kicking high now. Yeah, I think he can afford to be more patient, honestly. 
Just a double jab. Oh yeah, double jabs into the pocket and gets off his cuts off his wrist straight. Lands lands hard. Yeah, GSP's uh, reactive head movement isn't very good. His built-in head movement into his offense is nice. Oh, nice level change on the double. But yeah, I, I swear, man. I said it on a previous episode. GSP's footwork on his doubles isn't all that. His finishes on his doubles not all that. It's a lot of momentum based. It's a lot of it at one motion. And if he doesn't get that initial exposure, he, he usually doesn't get it. Um, he's not like a traditionally good wrestler. He's a good MMA wrestler. He he had, it's he treats wrestling like striking. Um, where it's just like this is the move. You know what I mean? It's not it's not an exchange. But we'll see how he looks against Hendricks, where uh, he knows he's gonna be fighting a better wrestler. And then the clinch again, now GSP jacking up an underhook. I think Diaz is an over under body lock and just pushes him into the cage. I'm at a uh, 340 of round five. GSP gonna look to sag that underhook, turn in, and uh, pressure on that wizard to try to turn out. But I think Diaz was fine, just let him off the cage there. Good head position by Diaz to uh, to disengage there, create distance to make sure his head was lower. Now GSP pressuring with Diaz against the cage. You know, ducking jab in, dipping jab, steps in with the straight, misses that. Yeah, Diaz stepped through his stance there on that lead. That's that's bad news. Oh, he falls down kicking, and GSP covers into Turtle, and he passes the other side as Diaz tries to roll through to his guard. Now he's firing off. Same deal. GSP switches his hips out, gets his hips back as, as Diaz tries to roll through. First he thought switch, now he's thinking Kimura. It's a good change from Diaz, but I think he should realize at this point his best look on the ground is just turtle and quad pot up. Uh, good ride there from GSP, stepping on the, uh, putting his knee on the back of the calf of Diaz so he can't get height on that, can't stand up as easily. He's just riding from this position now, similar to the Iowa ride. That's good stuff. Switches the other side. There we go. Puts the hook in as Diaz tries to stand up. That's a good adjustment. Rolls through. Hook out. Good motion on top by GSP. Just floating his hips over. Following Diaz. He must have uh, rolled with a lot of people who are good at, at inverting and rolling through. In preparation for this. Oh, yeah, there it is. There's that wrist trap into the knee. This is the stuff we saw earlier in the fight. Oh, that's a funky situation. <laughs> and Diaz gets up in the quad pod, but that was that was a lot better work on top from GSP. Diaz kicking the body from open stance there. Now they're in a nice switch back. Diaz walking him down. GSP shoots to the body. Now they're on the clinch knees. Yeah, the clinch has been a good spot for, for Diaz because you know, when... And GSP does enter in. He, he doesn't have to let him go back out. He can try to grab him and uh, and beat him up from here. Got that body lock. Big knees. Big knees from Diaz in these clinches. GSP's body has just been there to be need. He gives up a lot of space, gets his hips back. <clears throat> Not a great clinch fighter uh, in open space. A lot better when he has your back to the cage. It's amazing that GSP you know, did what he did considering that there were, there were some considerable holes in his game, but the, the stuff he had worked so well together that he could beat everyone he fought. <laughs> Except maybe Johnny Hendricks, we'll find out next.
Oh, a nice counter jab into the double against the cage. Oh, he loaded that one up, ran right through it. And you know what was good about that one is he worked really hard to collapse the legs while he was running through that shot. And he uh, he turned the corner a little bit, a little bit. Um, so that was good. That was good, uh, bundling the legs and turning the hips to the ground on that shot. Yeah, I think part of it is is energy expenditure. You know, at the end of the round, you feel better selling out on your on your shot finish. Um, but yeah, it, it's a persistent issue for GSP. The way the way he shoots, the way he uh, tries to finish these shots. Great entries, awesome entries, but there are some issues with his mechanics on finishing. Good stack and, and ground and pound there. That was a really good fight. That was a really good fight. I'm interested in hearing the scorecards actually. Doing the summaries of the rounds right here. I think they scored every round for GSP, which I wasn't really scoring it. And it really depends on what you think of, like, is ground control a scoring criteria? Or like, I, There was definitely at least one or two rounds where Diaz did better work on the feet um, and that GSP might not have gotten a lot done on the ground. I don't think he won. I don't think there's an argument for Diaz winning, but I think you might be able to give him a round. Hmm. Yeah, I was impressed. I was impressed. Yeah, looking at my uh, my list of wins now for GSP, I had Shield 78, I had Carlos Honda 80, and I had Diaz 80 as well. But I think I'm going to bump him up a little bit. I was I was impressed. So I'm going to go 80, 82 for Diaz, which is the same as I gave Tiago Alves. I think they had a similar amount of efficacy in that fight with, with what they were doing. And, you know, pros and cons are about equal for their approach and their aggregate skill set. So I think that was a similar value win. Um, but yeah, Diaz, Diaz impressed me. And I think he did well to try to exploit a lot of the flaws in GSP's game. So that was, that was cool. It was a cool performance. All right. It's time. It's time for the big one. Uh, I will try to doubly do analysis and score the fight at the same time that is difficult it's not an easy thing to do so i'm really going to focus on the first round for the scoring because i believe people pretty much agree excuse me on the scoring of the rest of the rounds i believe round one is where there's most of the uh dispute but at the time let me tell you he was on a nice little win streak. So Johnny Hendricks was one, two, three, four, and zero in the UFC after his debut. Uh, no, no crazy wins, but you know a couple of nice knockouts. Um, lost the Rick Story fight because he just didn't have the the knowledge of wrestling on the cage, and and Story put him there and pressured him well. and did a great job there. Uh, came back hard. Had a tough fight with Mike Pierce, another wrestler. Uh, knocked out John Fitch famously. Arguably lost to Josh Koscheck, another wrestler. Then knocked out Cantman and then uh, wrestled Condit. So you have this theme here where, where the guys who have wrestling backgrounds were able to slow him down, give him really tough fights. Now you have GSP. You know, is he going to have a similar, <laughs> is there going to be a similar situation here? Uh, but you can't think of GSP like other fighters. You have to think of like, what is his system? How does this person interact with GSP system? What difficulty can they give them? And is it enough to be difficult or is it enough to beat him? So we're going to find out here how, how this goes. But obviously this is his last fight before the Robbie Lawler fights. And then uh, it's basically the end of Hendrix's career as an elite fighter. He has the Lawler fights. He has the Matt Brown fight. 
I think he looks good coming into the Stephen Thompson fight, gets knocked out there, and then he's just basically out of out of it after that. I mean, he wins the Lombard fight, but I think he looked good there. I think Lombard got a lot of offense off on him, so we're gonna do it. We're gonna watch this fight. We're gonna score the first round. Then we're gonna do that same same system as we've been doing. I'll tell you what the clock says when it comes up. It is touch gloves for me. Clock is at 55. All right, so another open stance matchup. That's important because uh, you know, obviously jabbing is a lot harder from open stance. And Hendrick's doing a lot of, wow, <laughs> a lot of hand fighting. So he shoots in super hard with, with a right hand, comes in hard. And uh, GSP gets a double underneath it. Hendrick scrambled up to front headlock. GSP pulled a guillotine. Hendrick scrambled up again. GSP went for a headlock again, and, and Hendricks got up. Now they're in this uh, this clinch situation where they're, they're shoulder to shoulder, kneeing the legs, GSP kneeing the body a little bit, both their hips real far back. Hendricks turns them off with an underhook. That was nice. GSP tries to push him back in, but Hendricks muscles him forward off that underhook. Now he's got him in his cage. And that opening exchange, I mean, can you score a double leg, really? Not not exactly. Can you score a guillotine attempt? You know, maybe a little bit. Oh, big, big knee to the leg from Hendricks. And I remember there being an argument about if GSP was pulling his leg back on those to take off some of the damage. But, I mean, they were obviously way harder than what GSP was doing in the clinch. And we just saw GSP get beat up in the clinch by Nick Diaz. So, <laughs> I don't think it's that far of a far of an you know, claim to say that Hendricks is probably beating him up there. Another big rear hand lead from Hendricks, another reactive shot from GSP on the single here. He's got it uh, between his legs pinched. Hendricks, a very uh, loose wizard there, just pulling on the armpit and uh, just controlling those hands and punching him while balancing on one leg, only using one hand to defend that single. Um, he felt very confident in that position. And as I talked about before, GSP hasn't shown against many fighters to be a very good single leg finisher. So GSP tries to can pull out the ankle against the cage. Oh, big elbows. Big elbows from Hendricks because the head's outside. Oh, man, he's got to give up on that finish. Get back to the underhook. There it is. I think GSP's been getting beat up in this round. Oh, it turns him around again off the underhook. Now he's needing the legs again. The physicality is a lot different here. Oh, another big leg. Knee to the leg. Wow. Wow. Driving him into the cage again. Hendrickson on a double, it looks like. GSP leaning on that underhook. Oh, Hendrick scoops the legs up and puts them on his butt. So now if you're going to give GSP credit for that double, then you got to give Hendrix credit for this double. And Hendrix actually has him planted. GSP got a half butterfly there and uh, gives up space. Saw Hendrix back on the double, but it's all, lean it's all leaning over at the waist. Didn't actually get, get penetration on that. He's just reaching. GSP pulls him up the wizard. Still got him against the cage, though. Good head positioning by Hendricks. And they disengage. <clears throat> now GSP pressuring. Hendricks against the cage. A lot of front snap kicks. That's a good idea, just because of how Hendricks lurches forward on, on his entries. Oh, big knee by Hendricks. Wow. GSP jabbing from open stance, kicking the inside of the leg. Yeah, the closing speed on Hendricks's rear hand shots is pretty crazy. We knew that, though. Oh, there, there's one. Misses a little bit. GSP just backing straight up. Trying to check hook on these entries, but misses there. Oh, yeah, kicking high to bring up that guard. Good idea. Get his hands busy. 
GSP jabbing inside. Nice uh, reactive clinch entry there from GSP. And again, they're shoulder to shoulder, hips really far out. So I get why there's so many knees to the leg here because that's it's wide open. Hendrix pummels in. Don't look to get double underhooks here. GSP gets the wrist and pulls him back. Oh, nice knee off the break. Another knee to the leg there by Hendrix. Oh, big punch to the body. GSP turns him off, pulls on the underhook to turn him off. Oh, he's got the head scooped and he's got the overhook. Hendrix trying back out there. They switch back out and they disengage. Whew. Whew. This fight. <laughs> GSP kicking the body again. Front snap. Trying to pressure with his jab. Hendricks faints the step up knee this time. He looks to kick the legs. GSP tries to go jab cross. Barely, barely gets him there. Big kick to the inside of the leg by Hendricks. GSP left hook and rear kicking. That's good. Another front snap to the body. Oh, a nice counter double straights to counter the low kick from Hendricks. Turns that lead hook into a collar tie and tries to hit him off that. Parries that body strike to Hendrix. Oh, big, big counter there by GSP, but still uh, shook off from that. I, th I think Hendrix won that round. Yeah, he he hit GSP hard a lot, um, and he took him down. And GSP had that you know little bit of takedown situation, a little bit of guillotine situation in the middle, but in the beginning. But Hendrix hit GSP hard a lot, and GSP didn't get him clean that often. Um, I think that's pretty clearly a Hendrix round. So I think Hendrix won this fight. Um, but we'll see how the rest of the rounds go. But this is a nightmare <laughs> if you're GSP. This sucks. Uh, <laughs> this sucks. Um, this guy's really tough to take down. He's got built-in, uh, you know, offense you know, to counter your kicks. He's got the step-up knee to, to ward off level changes because, you know, all of his entries are so, you know, lean down and explode in. Um, same, same motion on that, on the knee and the rear straight. So it's going to be really tough to read, which it is. And if you're ducking straight in, you might eat that knee. So uh, reactive shots are already being put off in that way. You got Matt Hughes and Den Severn in the same shot. That's cool. So Hendricks is smiling, and he looks beefy as hell. He, he looks strong, <laughs> strong and energetic. Yeah, these open stance matchups are definitely tough for GSP. And this is really the round that started. It's a 4.48 of the round. This is what Ryan talks about when he talks about the greatest fighters of all time, how it's so impressive that they stay on top as long as they do. Because you're able to pick up all this information from all these fights that they have and, and start to piece together the right game plan, all the double straights, countering the kick again from Hendricks. Oh, my God. Nice one, too, from GSP. Hendricks just eats it. And nice check hook there and a jab. So GSP is definitely getting more aggressive with his counter punching, which is kind of what we talked about in the last fight. So if you really sat down on these and tried to hurt people with his counters and not to put them off. Yeah, it's very difficult to deal with <laughs> when people have all this time to study you. Oh, GSP's hurt. Oh, my God. Oh, big uppercut off the clinch there. Another one. Oh, and the straight and the hook. Wow, GSP's chin's good. So beating him up from the collar tie here. Now they're back in that shoulder-to-shoulder -shoulder clinch position. Yeah, this is a nightmare. <laughs> they break up the clinch, and I don't know what happened. Something with mouthpiece. Mouthpiece came out. GSP's face is all marked up. Oh, big counters again. 
find that left hook on the outside a lot, step up me into the clinch, high, high shot on the cage. Not going to get that, but he does have the positioning against the cage now, so do some work hitting that dropping outside knee to the, uh, the left leg. Now he's down in the legs. GSP's got that underhook in. It's going to be tough to shoot through the underhook. Legs are a little narrower there, but still, when you have that resistance. There we go. GSP gets wrist control and peels that arm off. Hendricks gets his head positioned underneath GSP's to stand him up. Now he's got GSP's wrist. Now he's just uh, turning him off, just hitting that leg more. <clears throat> a good push off the, the face to frame off and, and get out of there from GSP. That's nice. GSP showing him that front snap kick again. Lead hook entry. Oh, nice jab there. Really snaps his jaw. GSP trying to kick more. Yeah, kicking more is a great idea, but those, those counters from Hendrix have been nasty. Now, that long lead hook is, leading, is working there. Hendricks is just ferocious on <laughs> his entries and the way he combos and just commits to everything so hard. GSP has always been uncomfortable in those situations and he just tries to capitalize. He's very smart. Front snap kicking to keep him away. It's good. But Hendricks can kick that leg for free, it looks like, so he can get back to him. GSP's jab and check hook giving him a little bit of issues. GSP's doing a lot better at range. Tries to keep him back with a sidekick. Yeah. GSP figuring out his closing distance a little bit better. Hendrix's and stay back. Gets a little one-two off the kick there for GSP. He's doing a lot better now. Hendrix slowed down. I think that is the main thing. Oh, I still hit him big off the break there. So even when he misses, Hendrix can get far enough on those entries that he can grab him and, and throw big off the break. And if GSP ducks off the break, that's where that knee is. And Hendricks looked for that a few times. They're hand fighting. Now Hendricks jabbing with him a little bit. I think that's going to change things. Oh. <laughs> Slipped inside off of GSP's uh, jab entry and tried to uppercut counter. And he just got head kicked <laughs> by GSP and just ate it. No problem. Oh. There's a lead hook, right hook entry. Yeah, I said it. I said it in the Diaz fight that GSP's you know reactive head movement isn't great. His distancing is pretty good, but his reactive head movement isn't great. Oh, nice, nice straight counter there by GSP. But then Hendricks extends the exchange and just keeps banging him off the collar ties. That's tough. That's really tough to deal with. But yeah, GSP's reactive head movement is, is a bit of a liability. It's really his built-in strikes, but he he's scared to exchange with Hendricks as he should be. Yeah, that jab's landed more for Hendricks now. And I think even if GSP, you know, soundly outlanded him for the rest of the round, which I think it was only a little bit, he got beat up really bad earlier in the rounds. That's two rounds in the books for, for Hendricks. Knee in that leg again. Cross-body knee. Yeah, even if GSP is pulling his back, his leg back on those knees, it's because they're really hard. <laughs> Because he has to, or it would just kill. Man. Yeah, Hendricks definitely slowing down a bit, but the pace they're settling into is still something that Hendricks can 
work with. And at this point, he needs one round. Yeah, his coaches are telling him he's up too. They're saying he's tired. Yeah, I, I, I think GSP is tired as well. Um, but only as tired as he is in other fights where he's tired, he can still work. Um, yeah, Hendricks just doing a really good job getting into those messy pocket exchanges and just uppercutting, hooking, pulling on his head. And GSP is doing a good job as always intercepting the pressure, but mostly had to do with his hands. And Hendricks did have an answer with his own jab, and he was able to kick that lead leg. And his entries are just really tough to deal with for his for his own leads. So when Hendricks is just walking and hand fighting, GSP can get off a decent amount, but in pretty much every other situation, he's very dangerous. GSP getting back to that snap kick again. I think he really needs to do that more because his other kicks are way too easy to counter for Hendricks. Except when he goes high. So I think going high with the round kick and, and spamming that snap kick. Oh, kicked his leg real hard there. <laughs> oh, GSP is fully ate and intercepting me. He ate that full on. His chin's great. GSP's got an amazing chin. Yeah, nice, nice linear retreats here from, from GSP. Good check hook there off the uh, the body shot of Hendricks. GSP is still working that that lead outside low kick, and I think he should stop. <laughs> because that is the one uh, that Hendricks has been hitting that double straight counter off of. And those have been really bothering him. Oh, nice lead hook from Hendricks off the hand fight. Yeah, more more of that snap kick, but there's that, that straight counter. Oh, but nice. GSP puts up the forearm guard, fades back, and counters him. So he's getting a read on, on Hendricks' uh, counters as well now. So he's countering the counters, which is decent amount of death from GSP, a lot, a lot more than he figured he would have based on previous performances. There we go. Hand fighting away the lead hook and, and trying to get his straight counter in. Yeah, GSP's rear hand looks a lot better than it did in other fights here. Oh, nice snap kick and parry the hand and got the, the rear straight in. So GSP's getting dinged up a little bit in these exchanges, but he is, he's sticking in there and he's finding his counters and he's just toughing it out, uh, which is, oh, Hendrix's jab is really getting going, which again, a lot more than we, we expected from in other fights. And uh, they are just bombing on each other <laughs> in these pocket exchanges. Yeah, it's, it's 50 to 48 and the uh, punches landed in this round, or total, rather. Yeah, JSP is doing a lot better getting his shoulder up and, and taking away the lead hand strikes of Hendricks on the outside. So there, Hendricks tries to jab more inside. But now JSP is straight up holding his wrist. Oh, held his wrist, went for the outside low kick with the lead leg and got straight countered. Stop doing that. <laughs> Now he's trying to jab off the wrist control as GSP. Good reactions, but a lot of ducking in the pocket, and that's all that's going to be an issue continually. Yeah, the one-two off the outside low kick is good, but just the outside low kick itself is too dangerous. Let's get that snap kick going again. Oof. He gets so much distance in that rear hand as Hendricks. Trying to move off that jab. Interesting. Walking forward with straights. GSP uh, turns him out. Makes him miss. That's good. GSP goes body head. Jab straight. He did it again. Hendricks jabbing back with him. And Hendricks jab. <laughs> like strikes just bother GSP a lot more. And his face marks up. Um, so it's just unfair. 
and that body head is really good for that that jab straight for GSP. He's getting off with that. Oh, Hendricks just getting getting more aggressive, jab hooking and throwing straights off with him. It was a crazy fight. Hendricks like looks tired, like this is laborious for him, but he also just like his body language is saying that, but then he still like has some, a ton of energy and he's like laughing it off. And I think he's enjoying the kind of fatigue that he has. Um, reminds me a lot of Dustin Poirier. Same kind of tired where he can keep going and it's not going to hurt his performance much, but he's feeling it. <laughs> Oof, nice slip off the one, two there in an uppercut counter from Hendricks. Oh, nice off the hand fight as GSP goes to the body. Try to counter react double there from Hendricks, and GSP gets his hips back and pulls the gets wrist control, pulls him with the wizard. Good defense overall. Hendricks trying to connect to get, get his hands around the double there, trying to shoot through the underhooks. Nice, which is the single, pulls him off. Oh, yeah, he pulls the, the high part of the leg straight up, and GSP's butt hits the mat. Similar to Ryan the Pipe, pretty similar. Not quite the same. A little hammer fist there from Hendricks. Yeah, let's let's see how much it gets done here. Oh yeah, GSP gets to a single, scrambles up. Very nice. Back to the clinch. GSP just now landed him here with these knees in the clinch. Got the the wizard in frame. So GSP may have won that round. I'm not gonna give much. To the takedown. So if you think that GSP won that round on the feet, then he won the round, in my opinion. Very little happened on the ground. I don't think it was significant at all. Takedown's cool, but you gotta do something. And Hendricks landed like two small hammer fists. That's not gonna factor in much for me. So we're between rounds, heading into round four now. And again, as, as long as I can score one more round for Hendricks, I think he definitely won the fight. It's like a one and two for Hendricks. Just for sake of argument, I'm going to give this one to GSP. Yeah. Hendricks pulled high when he, he got him off the cage on that single, and that made GSP stand up straight with his other leg, and uh, his base wasn't really there. Plus, when you get pulled forward off the cage, you get like on your heel, you can't you don't really have a foot to stand on. Just base was wrecked there. Had no base. About to start round four. It's a crazy fight. <laughs> it is such gloves. Right, 455. Let's see what we get going here. Just be showing the level fake. Long jab. Now uh, Hendricks counter jabbing from that outside low kick. Didn't seem to bother GSP too much. That's good. GSP jabs the body, but it's just a little bit out of the way for the uppercut counter and, and keeps his guard up and seems to have his distance a little better on those counters. Kicks the inside leg. Yeah, Hendricks timing his own jab off the hand fight wells also, but yeah, there's that, that jab counter again. 
I wonder if he's going jab counter off that outside leg, leg kick because uh, he's tired or he just likes it better because <laughs> GSP wasn't really doing much to shut down the rear hand except uh, I guess when he saw Hendricks committing, he's moving out of range more and, and Hendricks doesn't want to chase him. That could be part of it. Right now he's chasing him down. Oh, and he falls down. He trips off the counter off the collar tie. Hendricks has uh, his full guard on top. I'm going to check that out one more time. We're at 343, I'm going to go back. To 55, 355. Oh, yeah. Hendricks tripped him. Hendricks tripped him off the collar tie. GSP was retreating out of the clinch, and Hendricks uh, ha had his leg outside. Um, tripped GSP. That, that, is, that is slick. So now we're back at 338, round four. The commentary is talking about how uh, Hendricks was coached by John Smith at Oklahoma State. And uh, I don't know if you've heard the story, but uh, Mark Perry is, is John Smith's nephew. And Mark Perry and Johnny Hendricks, both very, very highly ranked recruits in high school, are on the same weight. And John Smith recruited Johnny Hendricks instead of Mark Perry. And Mark Perry went to Iowa and it started this rivalry. There's a rumor <laughs> that I've heard from one person that Johnny Hendricks is John Smith's illegitimate child, which I think is an awesome rumor that I am definitely willing to spread. So go ahead and spread that around if you want. Uh, but yeah, Hendricks uh, has, has this control here. And usually from this position, JSP uh, is going butterfly guard. But I think he is very tired. I think Hendricks is very strong and feels very heavy on top. And he lets him up there. Interesting. That was a lot of time on top. And he's definitely getting off some strikes to the body. Um, and a little bit to the head as well. It was pretty close on the feet before that. Oh, yeah. GSP got a nice left hook in, but Hendricks got that uppercut again. Oh, oh, oh. Triple right hands, and both those uppercuts land from Hendricks. Yeah, his pursuit of the pocket and punching off the clinch has been his biggest success in this entire fight. Just knowing the counters for what GSP likes to do. And GSP not stopping the things that are letting him counter him. It's that it's that outside low kick. It's the lead leg outside low kick. That's what's been giving him all of his trouble, really. It's the easiest thing to counter for Hendricks. He can just explode in off of it, and GSP's stance is bladed, and his hips are turned back, and he's not in a good position defensively. GSP probably having a harder time seeing now, so Hendricks can get his jab off a little bit more, and GSP moving back a little bit less because he's tired, so he can find that straight on it, too. I think this is probably going to be a Hendricks round, and I think that's the fight. Oh, a nice, nice little uh, barrage there from GSP into his own double against the cage. And Hendrix's uh, base is pretty narrow there, but I think he, his arms are a little burnt. He didn't have the energy to finish that. Hendrix goes for the single, for the double, rather. And GSP is, again, his base isn't that good either, but he's got the underhook inside. You know, he's not using it much, so it's probably just difficult, <laughs> physically difficult to, to try to finish it. Uh, Hendrix, you know, lowers his level a little bit there. And now GSP attacks the underhook a little bit more. Hendricks goes single, which is a turn off, completely bent over at the waist. His, his legs are barely bent. Now he tries to bend over, but he's got GSP's entire weight on the back of his head. Yeah, there we go. Now GSP's got front headlock. Yeah, bad finish mechanics there from Hendricks. Decent position here from GSP. Hendricks just powers back up to his feet at a front headlock. Yeah, that, that was pretty insignificant. I'd say you can't really score much out of that, but 
it was a good look for GSP for sure. But Hendricks turns them off. Vanderhook now he's got his back to the cage. Exchanging a little bit in the legs and the body, both of them. But yeah, Hendricks beat him up in this round and he took him down. That's another round in the books. So I say one, two, four for Hendricks. I don't think the first round was that close. I really don't. I think for people that it doesn't really make sense because for people that think that like a takedown means a lot, Hendricks takedown was better because they both got takedowns. That round. So it's like, what are you, what are you doing? If that's how you're scoring it, I'd like to hear the argument for GSP winning the first round. Cause I think I, I have, I've given Hendricks three at this point. How does GSP win? And round two was way more dominant than round one. And this round was not that close at all. Definite Hendricks round. Sorry, it's toasty. It's not close to the point where I would say this is probably a robbery. And in that case, I will be making some alterations to the list. I won't do it right now, but I'm getting in the habit of retconning some wins. It's my list, you know, it's not like anything official. It's not, I'm not really doing anything with it. So if I think a win was like a robbery or like didn't really count if it was like an injury or something like that, I'm going to go ahead and going to not give it to somebody or going to give it to a different person. So I might actually take this win and put it on Johnny Hendricks' resume. <laughs> so at this point, we are now evaluating George St. Pierre as a win. And I think that is obviously an A win, one of the best wins ever. So we are witnessing one of the best wins ever right now by Johnny Hendricks. And if you're giving it to GSP, I rated a lot higher than I did. I think this is very nearly an A win as well. Hendricks is so hard to deal with. GSP coming out super aggressive, jabbing, level changing into the single. I remember this. She has to pull him off the cage of the single, and Hendricks is sliding. Just balancing on one leg, hitting him. This is what people thought BJ Penn would do to GSP. <laughs> but the size difference is so much different. This is someone who can do that. Yeah, he's hitting GSP a lot in the single. The single is not scoring for GSP. It's scoring for Hendricks. There's the sliding foot. <laughs> and Hendricks back up into the underhook. GSP tries to turn him off the wizard, but he can't. Hendricks pushes him right into the fence. He's trying to go, you know, near side, front head control, like he would for a cradle. That was interesting. Trying to break his base down. GSP way too strong for that. Hitting that outside, outside knee to the leg. Knee on the inside of the leg now. GSP had the Kimura counter. Oh, Hendricks jacked it up. That was crazy. Hendricks flexed on him. <laughs> the GSP lands on one, two. King. That was crazy. Hendricks jabbing him. GSP kicking the open side now a lot. Oh, and a one, two, and a double. And he knocks him over. Oh, beautiful. Beautiful. Pressure GSP is so much better than backfoot GSP. It's not even close. Not even close. Hendricks tries to elevate with butterflies, but GSP almost passes, and Hendricks back to front head now. He's going to have to power up a lot because he can't get his hips back with the cage right behind him, so he's just bent over. GSP's got all his weight on top of him, not just on the back of his head and shoulders, but Going down to his legs and hips, too. 
now he's got a little better angle to get up there. Yeah, Hendricks is up. Knees out leg. Turns him off the underhook again. Hendricks has been really strong from the underhook, and he's getting high on the underhook. He's flaring out the elbow and getting high on it. And that, that's very important when you're trying to work an underhook. GSP just pushes him really hard with his, uh, with his chest to try to turn him back and succeeds. Just a reach for that leg, try to get an entry. And they both go to pummel at the same time. GSP gets the wrist, but now they're back in underhook and wrist. And Hendrick uh, pummels and gets his underhook, turns him off. It's his own knee here. I'd say the most significant part of the round so far is definitely GSP's uh, big open side body kicks and, and the one-two in the takedown. Nothing really else significant has happened. I think it probably ended up now a nice snap to the face. GSP is staying on him. Oh, nice, nice body kick there on the arms. Oh, good, good jab from Hendricks. Yeah, at this point, it feels like Hendricks needs to steal back the lead. So as long as it stays about even for the rest of the round, you can give to GSP. But like I said, too late. Except for the judges, apparently, who gave GSP round one. <laughs> nice body head entry back into the double on the cage. Doesn't get it. Hendricks turns side on. See if GSP tries to work. He's trying to reach across and pull out that ankle, but... I feel like Hendricks probably feels so heavy at this point. <laughs> he tried to drop all the way to get both hands on that far ankle, but couldn't get it. Hendricks is tying up that uh, their left arm. So he's really exerting himself to try to lift that leg up, and he gets it. He pinches it between, between his legs, but... Oh, nice. Nice. Goes to run the pipe and goes, uh, I think, maybe finish. Uh, reaches his arms inside to trip out the, the rear leg. That was very nice. Now he's got double on the cage. Hendricks with an underhook inside. Yeah, he creates separation with that underhook. Stands him back up. Turns him off. Yeah, GSP won that round. For sure. You give GSP rounds uh, three and five. You give Hendricks one, two, and four. GSP going Kimura counter. I think you got to sell, sell that on that, buddy. But yeah, the HP's trying to sit through. Wow. Wow, Hendrick celebrating, as he should have been, as he should have been. Yeah, I used to think GSP won that fight, but uh, now that I, first of all, now that I know how to score fights, and <laughs> second of all, that I, I'm watching it again, a little older and wiser, I can see that it actually is not really that debatable. Yeah, they're showing that opening exchange where Hendrick just got up right away, honestly. Yeah, the, the one who was getting hit hard a lot was GSP in, in that first couple of rounds. It's... It's not that close. Getting the decision here. Forty-eight, forty-seven for Hendricks. That's what I scored it. Forty-eight, forty-seven for GSP. So they game round one, and forty-eight, forty-seven for GSP. So the only difference between the two judges and the one judge is they they gave GSP round one which I, I don't really get it. I think they uh, they saw that opening exchange. And they said GSP has a lead, and they were just like trying to figure out if Hendricks did enough to take the lead back, but I don't really get it. <laughs> I don't really get it, honestly. Yeah, Hendricks won that fight. Uh, yeah, so 
am I am I gonna do this? Am I gonna go and <laughs> and retcon that win? I think I have to. I think I'm gonna go ahead and like I don't know how do I want to signify it. I'm just gonna take it off. Sorry, GSP, you have one less win now. But it's not enough for uh, Dustin Boyer to pass him, so don't worry about it. <laughs> the consequences are not are not that bad. But now Michael Bisping, I have as his best win. And then I have Alves and Diaz. Um, but yeah, that that was significant. I I figured that was what was going to happen as I was going to watch it and I was going to say, oh, Hendricks definitely won. I was going to change my tune. Um, but now, what happens to Johnny Hendricks? So Johnny Hendricks, I have as my number twenty-two all time. But now he has a new best win. That 20, what was that? 2013? Right? 2013 win over George St. Pierre. The only person to beat him in his prime. That is that is something else. I'm gonna say 95 for now, because it's freaking GSP. Holy crap, dude. <laughs> wow. Wow. Okay, I'll deal with that later about where that where that takes him on the list. But uh, I'm gonna go ahead and say he definitely passes Nate Diaz. <laughs> and uh, who else is in the top twenty? Oh yeah, Benson Henderson's in the top twenty. Get out of here! Get out of here, Benson Henderson. Kidding me with that? Me being married married to the system? Please, please. I'm gonna put him. Right around number, I'm going to put him under Alexander Volkanovsky at number 15. Ben Henderson can take his ball and go home. Get out of here. Get out of my top 20. Jeez. All right. Honorable mention now starts with Benson Henderson, but I think that will change once I take his robbery wins out of the equation, but I'll do that later. That's for another time. Okay, let's finish this up. Watch GSP versus Michael Bisping. Uh, the context is that Bisping won the belt over Luke Rockhold after beating Anderson Silva, which is awesome. And he defended it in one of the, the most pathetic performances from a champion I've ever seen, and it's got knocked all over the place by a very old Dan Henderson, but he won the fight. And uh, I forget what happened with, you know, Whitaker and all those guys, but he ended up fighting GSP. So, <laughs> again, this is why Kyle is the historian. I could have looked it up. That's not what the show is about. The show's not about history. The show is about rating MMA wins. And that's what we're going to do. All right. I'm pretty psyched about that Hendrix GSP thing. That, that is, uh, that's a nice shift from a, a popular thing. Cause like, why, why, why would I give it to him? Why am I giving him credit for a win? He doesn't have, I give him credit for an awesome performance against a really good fighter, but you got to give the win to Hendrix. That's, that's for his record resume. You know what I mean? So it's a big deal. All right, let's watch this fight. And honestly, if I had kept that on GSP resume, I would have bumped it up higher as well. I had it as an 86. I think it's better than that. I'm not sure how much better than that, but it's better than that. So let's uh, let's give Michael Bisping a rating here because uh, JSP definitely wins this fight. 
Yeah, but I'm not going to take GSP out of the top five all time. That's not fair. Um, he's still in there for sure. So now we have a close stance fight, which is way, way better for GSP, but he's fighting a middleweight. But he doesn't, he doesn't look smaller than Bisping. They look similar, similar sizes here. You know, longer than his typical opponent, but it'll be nice not to deal with someone who can outspeed him like Hendricks could. Yeah, I think GSP, uh, oh yeah, nice kicking the outside leg here. He can really get off with this kicking game here because he's not nearly as worried about offensive wrestling. Oh, nice uh, check hook there. Yeah, GSP can get his outside slips going a lot more here as well because of the close stance, which I think serves him better. And it really feeds into his level change double a lot more than the uh, the inside slips do. Oh, nice slip into the, uh, the overhand. GSP smiles. He's happy about that. <laughs> I'm at a 3.52 of round one, by the way. They both slip jabs there. Yeah, Bisping being so lead hand heavy from close stance, that really, that really feeds into what GSP likes to do with the outside slip jab and, and counter hook. Walks Bisping to the fence now. Both kick. GSP ties up the hands in that situation. Little level fake there. It's just so much more of a comfortable fight for him on the feet. Despite the size difference. Got to be careful, obviously, but his weapons are a lot more accessible and he's a lot less worried about Bisping's weapons in general, conceptually. But obviously, don't get hit, hit clean by a middleweight. Oh, nice check hook there from uh, Bisping after GSP misses that, uh, that slipping strike. There's that jab. So I'm not sure what Bisping wants to do because <laughs> he hasn't done much. He's counterpunched a little bit. He's tried to jab at him a little bit. He's trying to skate the outside of the fence. He eats a lead high kick there. There we go. Yeah. Jabbing in a little bit, trying to feel out GSP's reaction so he can extend those exchanges. It's very similar to how he beat Anderson Silva, actually. Uh, double jabbing up and trying to hit that right hand. Yep, GSP good, slipping that jab and getting his own in. GSP is walking him down to the cage. Decent ring craft from Bisping, but he's given up a lot of ground because uh, this, uh, I, I think to avoid wrestling, you don't want to be constantly in his shooting range. But if you're putting yourself against the cage, that's tough. But he might be more confident in his ability to wrestle on the cage. You know, I, I oh, big overhand from the dipping jab there from uh, GSP. I ragged on Carlos Condit for that strategy, but I think when you're a middleweight, it might make more sense. And he's not backing himself straight up with the cage. Constantly. GSP is actually pressuring him. Tries to get that cross counter going, but I think this uh, one faded back from it. Yeah, slower pace to this one for sure than the Hendricks fight. Oh, GSP tried to uh, lead hook entry and got clipped there on the way in. Tries to do a wheel kick to cut off the exit, but the, the range wasn't quite right. The wheel kicks and like spinning strikes as a cage cutting tactic, I think that's underutilized. You know, I don't like Sean O'Malley at all, but that's actually something he does well. Just be fainting his jab a lot here to get him back up. It's a good pressure tactic. 
Oh, nice jab into the level change in the single. Trying to pull the oh, hole, it just pulls it straight down, pulls the hip down. Had all that control up the high part of the, uh, the leg and the hip. It sunk him straight to the mat and then covered up once he hit his butt hit the mat. When someone's shorter than you when they do that, that can be pretty effective. Bisman gets right up. Good, good, get up. So definitely points for Bisping here. Uh, he's actually doing things to draw out the counterpunching game for himself, not just waiting on GSP. Uh, you know, his, his strategy of wrestling to get up on the cage is, is working out well. Oh, Superman jab completely puts Bisping out of sorts and he gets calfed with a, with a wheel kick there. GSP went to hit the double, but Bisping good underhooks defense. Yeah, this has been giving him a tough fight here. It looks good. I gave him an, an 84 before this. I think I'm I'm good on that so far. I feel like that's holding up at the end of the first round. <laughs> yeah, that wheel kick landed with the calf, just like a JDS Mark Hunt. He definitely rocked him with that Superman job, too. That landed super deep. That was pretty. That was a pretty combination. Trying to listen to GSP's coaching. I couldn't tell who was talking, so I couldn't figure out what he meant. I wasn't sure if it was wrestling advice or striking advice just by the terminology, because I thought it was Freddie Roach talking, but it turned out to be a guy behind the cage talking, and now I'm, it's too late. I forget everything they said. <laughs> All right, we're about to start round two. And the clock says 56. Just be kicking up the middle. Showing his jab. Check hook and really long, slappy check hook from GSP. They're both trading uh, lead high kicks. <laughs> uh, nice, nice plant into the, the jab by GSP. Yeah, a lot of level changing into, into bursting through on, on the jab. That's what you saw for like, not the first time, but you saw it really effective in the Koscheck fight in the rematch. He's parrying Bisping's jabs. Yeah, doing a good job just shutting down whatever Bisping wants to do on the lead from the outside. And that distance is just uncomfortable across. And GSP counter-jabbing to stop him from coming in any further. Smart performance. Yeah, Bisping didn't have the distance there on that one, too. Body jab there from GSP. Yeah. On one hand, you'd like to see Bisping kick more just because of the, the range difficulties he's having. On the other hand, that could probably serve up the, uh, the takedown entry for him. Get a rear leg side kick when GSP landed to the body. Yeah, GSP feigned a level change, and Bisping, you know, can't. Whew, committed hard to a jab there. Uh, he catches the, the linear kick from GSP encounters to the body. Uh, looks like a left hook up top as well. 
GSP kicking at the end of his combinations now too, which is uh, working really well because Bisping's you know, trying to throw on the exits and catch him at the end. So he's really open for uh, round kicking. I really like that on GSP's jab, it dipping out and then slipping on, on, the, uh, on the up jab. He comes back into his stance. A whole good check hook there from Bisping. Yeah, he's just catching GSP hanging out in front of him a little bit. It's not happening very often, but he is finding those moments. When GSP's like, okay, I'm done, but he's still there. <laughs> you can hit him there. Yeah, tying up the hands and making him uncomfortable in those pocket exchanges. Similar to the idea of what Hendricks was doing, but not even remotely similar with you know the person trying to do it. So obviously it's not going to work the same way. So you have to be a little more precise and uh, pick your moments a little more intelligently. Now Bisping body jabbing. That's a great idea. I like to see him go more to the body in general. Uh, Diaz did it. Hendricks didn't really do it. <laughs> Fitch did it a lot. That was a the first really good performance we saw from someone against GSP was John Fitch, uh, despite John Fitch just taking a life-changing beating. Oh, nice double off there from the single. See a little bit of Bisping's butt there, pulls the shorts down, uh, immediately passes to half guard. Yeah, so GSP got the single entry there, pulled him off, C-stepped a little bit to pull him off, and then reached over to finish off the double because when, uh, when you get their feet moving like that, when you start to run the pipe, they step toward the side that you're finishing on and narrows their base and allows you to double off like that. So it's those static situations for wrestling where JSP is not as good with a single, but quick transitions like that, he can definitely get. Oh, nice one, two, try to caught GSP slipping, but he didn't have the range, right? Caught him right in the jaw. It's been kicking a little more confidently. Now that he knows he can get up. Bisping getting off with his jab. GSP's getting a little tired in this round. I remember watching this fight live. Oh, it catches the kick, and GSP stumbles all the way back to the cage. I remember watching this fight being super nervous for GSP because it looked like he was kind of gassed. Um, and like he was getting really tired, and his arms were heavy, and he just wasn't used to carrying the weight for this long. It was just harder for him to do things while being heavier. And that Bisping was coming on. I'm kind of getting that feeling now. Not nervous, but just that 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 is true. <laughs> Switch kick from Bisping. Oh, there he's meeting him with the jab now. Yeah, GSP is looking a little sluggish. But we've seen him come on stronger after tired looking rounds in the past. And Kendrick's round five. So it's the end of round two. Yeah, good momentum from Bisping, but oh yeah, there's that counter. Get him clean there. Oh, they don't want to see that single leg. Interesting. So his corner just said Frasabi just said to GSP, when you need to make space, go southpaw. So they like that open stance matchup better. Because Bisping is closing his distance really well with his uh, with his lead hand, so I think honestly, yeah, Bisping's really used to having that close stance matchup. He's better there, um, just because of what his tools are. 
So maybe he employs some of those, those parry and uh, jab counter tactics that he did against Hendricks or, or uh, Diaz. We'll see if he makes that adjustment. If I recall, the finish is a, a left hook that rocks him that allows him to take the back and it's like body two to left hook. GSP doesn't have his mouthpiece. <laughs> Bisping's cup broke and GSP doesn't have his mouthpiece. <laughs> Joe Rogan's really concerned about Michael Bisman's cup. It's not like it's on, it's just like in his underwear, but I, I don't, I don't care. <laughs> oh, nice double entry. See how he's trying to turn off to the head side. That's, that's tough to finish. That's a lot of arms on that finish, but he's strong. And he's, he's got to, you can't use your head and your shoulders and your upper body to finish that as much with that style. So you got to run it fast. Um, so it's tough. But if you're collapsing the legs, it's, it's good enough. But that's, that's how people typically finish doubles in MMA, and it always makes me nervous. This is not how you're taught. So it's, like, it's easy to get an entry in that style, so I, I definitely get it, why you would just go opt for a finish that works from there. I think I'd like it a little more if people were more uh, intentional about knee tapping off of it and not just like high, high leg sagging, like going low on the leg and maybe coming up to an underhook. Uh, that's what Cruz did against Casey Kenny. He was hitting these terrible shot entries, but eventually he was able to run one long enough that he could come up the underhook and go tip him over with the knee tap. It's been getting feet on hips here. Wrist control. Elbowing off the back. Yeah, this one's good off his back, man. He's, he's good getting up. The worst he's ever looked off his back was the Tim Kennedy fight, but uh, might have been an outlier performance. Also, Tim Kennedy is just a good grappler. And that fight was boring as sin. That was one of the worst fights ever. <laughs> just began a little bit of space doing his post elbows, but yeah, this being much better at fighting grips. Also, I think it's just a bigger, stronger person, so it's harder to control the grips with them. Yeah, this thing's just making this very difficult for him to, to get that inside bicep control, that inside uh, collar control. He's pulling it, you know, flexing himself back, you know, putting up frames, elbowing, constantly creating space, scooting his hips back, getting closer to the cage, putting feet on hips, pushing off. GSP hit him a little bit on the break there. They're still in close stance. So I haven't seen GSP use that, uh, that open stance tactic yet that for us, the hobby was asking for. Well, cross counter attempt there from GSP. His face is covered in blood. Nice jet dipping jab there. Oh, and eats that that uh, straight from Bisping. Just jab counter that lead kick. Another cross counter there from GSP. So he's looking to uh, actually like land power and get him to back off a little bit and pressure him more. Oh, there's that dip and jab into the right hand. So he sees that body entry is there. So I think that's probably what helps set up the finish. Going rear hand with it. Oh, nice Superman jab into the low kick. We've seen that a few times from him. Joe Rogan's still talking about the cup. <laughs> Whiffs on that counter. 
but he's parrying that jab well. Bisping doesn't have his distance down very well. Which is weird, because GSP is the one whose face is covered in blood. Nice stepping long jab from Bisping. Three leg sidekick again from GSP. Yeah, Bisping hasn't been committing to his leads as much in this round. Oh, yeah, there it is. Okay, so he went body straight off of Bisping's lead and then came up into the into the pocket with the left hook. His elbow him and his guard relentlessly. Bisping's out of it. Oh, just eating these. Nice stacking, getting his straights going. Bisping trying to control wrists. Turn out. Oh, he just goes to get up, gives up his back. That's how it happens. There we go. That's done. That's done. He's out. Whew. Whew. That was, that was turning out to be a tough, tough fight for GSP. So that was a really awesome moment. Um, I want to see how he drops him again. It's uh, 115 in the round. Yeah, so Bisping tries to go rear hand lead. And GSP was going, uh, looks like he passed the elbow with his lead hand. Uh, yeah, dipped right under it and uh, and got that body straight going. So it wasn't an intentional body straight entry. I think he just, uh, that was a counter he had cooked up. Yeah, Bisping's uh, rear hand was slow getting back up. And he got that left hook counter. That's definitely something he drilled. Wow. That's beautiful. Okay. So that's that's the career of George St. Pierre. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I have him uh, at number five all time with regard to wins. Uh, people evaluate the greatest of all time in a bunch of different ways. Like I said, episode 38 of the MMA podcast, I go really in depth about how I concocted the system and, and how these, this rating system works. I am totally cool. If you have your own way of evaluating the all time grades, I think if you're looking at who did they beat and how good were those people, uh, GSP is, uh, around number five, you know, has over 10 wins. That's amazing. 10, you know, quality wins. And uh, they, they, they vary in quality, but I think, you know, he had some solid tests and he proved himself to be one of the best and greatest of all time. So I hope you've enjoyed this series. I am probably not going to do one as long as this ever again, because it was a huge commitment. But uh, yeah, I'll think about who I do next. I started on John Zones one, but I'd rather do someone that fought more good fighters just because I, I liked enjoying the fights. Uh, like Hendrix GSP was the most fun I had, I think. So, uh, yeah, maybe something along those lines, but I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, if you listen to this entire thing as a podcast, that's awesome. Uh, but you should probably subscribe to the fight set on Patreon because it sounds like you like this stuff and having the video on there is, is really nice. And there's tons of this stuff that isn't on podcast apps. So $3, all you got to do, you know, $3 and get to everything. And honestly, I don't want you to do this, but you could go on there and download almost all the videos and then unsubscribe we'd still get your three dollars but it would just be a one-time payment instead of consistent but i would hope that you want to support the site so yeah uh let me know if you liked this and if you have suggestions for who you'd like to see next but that's it signing off that was that was a resume review for george st pierre <laughs>